Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest night's adventures throughout the world of live and local music. My name is Mark Sterry. I'm a 20-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check out MarkSterryMusic.net for upcoming shows, news, and info. If you'd like a toss or buck or two in the podcast tip jar, please visit Patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Great times in Colorado this last weekend. Nice to get away, but miss the dogs and rocking out. This week's podcast, number 341 on Friday, May 6, 2022, is part one of three with Sam Wellender from Rock Gods. We talk 80s rock, 80s guitarists, 80s fashion, and more 80s. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Sam Wellender of the band Rock Gods. Welcome to the Mark Steary Music Podcast. How's it going today there, Sam? I'm glad to be here, Mark. Dude, we finally have you on the show. Um, we're down here at the beautiful B-Dale Club, one of my favorite bars, this side of the Mason-Dixon line, I say. And I was thinking, where the hell are we going to set up and do this? I have a Thursday night off, usually at Volstead tonight. We got my buddy Sam Johns playing country, setting up right behind us. There's a retirement party upstairs. There's bocce outside, so we might have to finish this in the damn janitor's closet. Well, you know, but what happens okay. in the janitor's closet? Stays there. Yes, man. But uh, good to see you, Sam. Yeah, you and, too, man. And uh, what's new with you, man? Well, um, just getting out jamming again. Um, I've had the same band here for quite a while now, rotating a few different singers in here and there, but um, my core has been with me for three, four years now. Okay. Um, right off the top of my head, what have you been listening to lately? What have been listening to lately? A lot of Steel Panther. Steel I, Panther? Oh, yeah. Oh my God! What's your favorite steel? My buddy, what's uh, what's your favorite Steel Panther tunes? You know, I love them all, but probably "Party Like Tomorrow's the End of the World." That song just kicks so much ass. What's the one about the Southern girl or something like that? Oh, um, um girl from Oklahoma. That's it. That's a good tune too. Do you guys cover any Steel Panther? We do. You do. We do. How does that get over? It goes over really well. We, we, we literally have not played at a venue yet where they're just like, no, you can't do that here. <laughs> we always make it work. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. What else have you been listening to? What's that? What else have you been listening to? Um, well, I always love Little Ozzy, Motley Crue, um, a lot, lot, all the old school 80s. You know? okay. I'm an 80s guy, just b- b- to the bone. Killer Dwarfs, some of the, ex- the old uh, under-the-radar shit. Just, yeah. Do you listen to any new metal at all? A new metal. No, the closest I would probably get to the newer stuff that I really like um, is Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. Um, actually, there was one more I liked in there. There's someone up there brand new I like, but I, it's, I, at the top of my head, I cannot pull it up right now. Okay. I've been li- so I've recently got into like black metal, death oh, metal. Black metal, so, okay. So I'm super into that. 
And there's a new album out by the, his name is Abbath. Abbott. Okay. Abbath. So Abba. like Sabbath. Sabbath. Abbath. Abba. Okay. Abbath is his name. He was in the band Immortal, the black metal band from the 90s. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so he's got a new album out, and he does a cover of Metallica's Trapped Under Ice. Oh, very cool. It's the be- Do you know that song from Metallica? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's a like huge the, Metallica fan. Old it school is Metallica. the best like, cover song I've ever heard of any genre. He just kills it. There's no reason for him to do it, I guess. <laughs> so a big buddy to our buddy, Greg Chuchow Lee, for the cocktails here. Thanks, Greg. Thank you so Appreciate much, Appreciate it, bud. You rock, man. Thank you. Greg's a big Motley Crue fan himself. Oh, love the crew. Oh, love the so crew. I texted Greg earlier, and I texted him, uh, uh, Vince Neil solo, you're invited, but your friend can't come. Dude, that whole album is slams. Awesome. Exposed. One of my favorite albums. Yes. Um, have you ever seen Motley Crue live? Yep, sure have. Um, when? Unfortunately, not back in the day when you wanted to see them. I, I would have given anything to see the Wild Side tour or the Girls 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 tour. Oh, um, in '87, but <laughs> I was still a little bit young then. I'd have yeah. been 12 or so, 12, 13. So I saw them um, on the Generation Swine tour. I oh, believe. but they still played all the hits. Was that the Gary Navrone or whatever his name was? Singing? Actually, actually, no. I take that back. It wasn't Generation Swine. It was the uh, the circus one they did. Oh, where they came back like in two thousand five or some some shit. I saw them twice. I saw them on that tour, and then uh, the other one at the uh, State Fair. I saw them on the Saints Los Angeles tour. Oh, cool! Yeah, right that, was, on. that was really really cool. Uh, always love them. Who's your favorite Motley Crue band member? Favorite member. I, I got to go with Nikki Six. Really? Yep. Is he is he a good bass player? He's solid. Like he's solid. He's a hell of a songwriter and a hell of a showman. Yes. And he he's actually he's been the glue to keep that band together. You know, dealing with everything going on through the years. He, he had he had his stint of where he was falling apart, but after that, he's been the glue, man. Uh, dealing deal, dealing with Vince's awful vocals for the last twenty years. <laughs> so I was just going to bring that up. So so I saw on my Facebook page, YouTube page, they talked about uh, John Bon Jovi's dog shit vocals. Oh my god, dude! And I I listened to it, and it was the drizzling shits. I could be paid, but people paid. It was really bad. Uh, I can't. What I, happened to him? I don't know. Scream? So did he must have either blown his voice. I mean, out. Even if he blew his voice out, you got to cancel the tour. You cannot make people pay for that shit. Did you hear it then? Oh, it was like god he did, awful. Like, did, I'll be there for you. These five, whatever oh. that song is, love that tune. But it was like it was so bad. It was unbelievably bad. I mean, I, I understand I when they lose some of their big him. notes, but that was he couldn't even carry. He couldn't tune. carry anything. He, no, nothing worse than yeah. Does wow. Vince do that? Is Vince? He's a little better than that, though, isn't he? He's a little better than that. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, he is a little better. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God. He doesn't go for the high notes anymore, <laughs> and he makes the crowd sing him. He'll be like, <laughs> his uh, <laughs> his um um, Doctor Feelgood will be like, <laughs> and then oh he'll, he'll stop and he'll make the crowd sing a word. 
It's, I've always wanted to do a top five Motley Crue song podcast because I do love that band as well. Oh, yeah. Um, what's your favorite Crue song? Or do you guys cover any Motley Crue? Oh, we cover a ton of Crue. ton of Crue. Um, my favorites probably are the ones you don't hear on the radio. Like, I think Girls, Girls, Girls is one of the greatest albums ever written. And I like Something for Nothing. I like All in the Name of... All those ones that do not hit the hit the airs airwaves and really? uh, oh yeah such great tunes yeah it's just that they got that unique whatever that you can they start playing and it's like ACDC you know exactly who's playing that they have this some this groove kind of like the Stones yup ACDC Motley Crue they just have this sound this sonic presence and they can just bring it and Tommy Lee just has a very very distinct drum tone every time no matter what producer he gets obviously Bob Rock's the best but he has such a just powerful piercing kick drum and then you know it's Tommy playing it's like oh that's Tommy did Bob Rock produce Dr. Feelgood yep he did Jesus, I believe he so all the, all the hit records didn't he he all the ones where they got really big I think he took over maybe after Shout the Devil. I think he did Girls, too. If not, he did Feel Good. Feel Good for sure. Wow. I cover, uh, what's your favorite Motley Crue song, would you say? Oh, man. Um, I, I, I can't say a favorite on that one. I really can't. But we do Shout the Devil, Looks to Kill, Girls, um, Dr. Feel Good, Home Sweet Home, um, what else? We we, uh, we rotate them in and out. I'm live wire. Once in a while, take me to the top. Uh, we we just rotate whatever to, crew tune we feel like doing because we just love the band so much. That's awesome, man. I do. Uh, uh, Girl, don't go away, mad. I love that tune. We used to do that one too. That's one of my favorites because it it's is one of my favorites too. Yes, and it goes into that Motley Crue shuffle. Such a great tune. Oh, lyrics are great. They're outstanding. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, so when you're doing, like, do you practice your guitar a lot to these bands? Like, try to learn this stuff note for note? Or how do you how do you approach, like, covering Motley Crue or I, whatever? Uh, with Motley Crue, I, I just pop in the album. Play yep. right along with it? Play, play right along with it, yep. And so, like, Mick Mars, the guitar player, what kind of, for his solos, is he just kind of playing a blues scale? What's he doing? Yeah, he's pretty much playing blues scale. Um, he likes to do he likes to do a lot of tremolo picking, and uh, you know he pulls a little bit of tapping here and there. But he he's got a really unique style. He really okay. kind of does. And as far as uh, guitar tone, like when you set up for a show and you do your guitar stuff, yep. Who would be a guitar player that you would try like your references for your guitar tone? My guitar tone. Well, I I pride myself on my tone. But I'd say it's uh, my favorite guitar tone out there is probably Nuno Betancourt of Extreme. Really? His, his tone is just hair-raising. Plus, it doesn't matter what amp he plays through, it, it's, his tone is always... Just top notch. I actually had the opportunity to meet him in uh, 2007, and uh, he, he played a huge festival. It was called Rocklahoma, out in Prior, Oklahoma, and he played with a bunch of greats. We're talking George Lynch, um, 
CC was there. Um, CC Davila Poison. Um, the guys from uh, um, Triumph were there. Unfortunately, I don't know that lead guitar player's name. I apologize to any diehard Triumph fans out there, but I do like the band. And uh, anyway, so just a, just an onslaught of great guitar players. Red Beach, you name it. And uh, after the show. I watched the whole thing, like in front of 100,000 people. And I asked Nuno backstage, I said, dude, what the hell amp were you playing through? I said, your tone. He goes, I'll just use in the provided back line. He goes, tone's in the fingers, bro. And I'm like, fuck, it is, ain't it? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. He told me. He goes, tone is in the fingers, bro. One of my favorite harmonica players, a guy named Big Walter Horton. And yep. I have my harmonicas with case I jam my friend Sam later. But... Uh, uh, and he plays. I'll put the exact same harmonica, and I can. His tone is all in his mouth and his. Yep. Hands. I don't know how he does it. And I think because I heard this years ago that like, let's say, does it matter what microphone Frank Sinatra sang out of? It's gonna sound like Frank Sinatra. True. You know, so really, maybe that's it. It's definitely a huge part of it. I mean, like I said, George Lynch is one of my all-time favorite guitar players too. The Lynch Mob. Oh yeah, it just Lynch Mob and Dawkins. You know, Don Dawkins. Yeah, he was he was original guitar player and founding member with Don for years. He's a big jacked up bodybuilder too, isn't he? George? He is. He is. He got himself in shape. You know? Yeah. Um, so what do you do to your guitars to make it sound like Nuno Betancourt, or is it in your fingers? <sighs> I don't know. I guess I'd have to ask my fans on that one um, because I just use a 5153 50-watt uh, amp, and it's just my tone just, it, it's, uh, it's hair-raising. It's, it's, it's really good. So what I kind of guitar? I, my main guitar is 94 PRS, PRS Custom 24. Paul Reed Smith. Paul Reed Smith, you know. And then I've also got a couple of Les Pauls I play quite a bit. And I throw in the old Charvels. I got a couple of the uh, Signature Series Satchel from... From uh, Steel Panther, I've got his guitars. Really? Yep. Detailed the car yesterday. Finally, a nice day. My buddy Chris, who works at the school I live by, said, Whoa, for dog hair. And I quoted my friend Gina from UGM. This is just a world I live in, man. Dog hair or not, I love my black two Cherokee guy from Mighty Chrysler. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just much that poor thing to take. I found myself looking for a new dream ride at ID Chrysler, and the staff can be more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out the inventory at ZabrotaCDJR.com or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zabrota, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Fitness hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Zabrota today. And enjoy a safe spring summer season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. I would tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville, St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B Dale Club, located in the corner of Count B. And Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the Stone Cold Truth. Rock with Allie and Dan Neal and Johnson at BDL last Thursday was a total blast. Even DC were teared up after our rendition of Freebird. Natalie Shelley, now dust, and the entire bar staff were all state of the art cocktail wizards. As of late, my libation of choice is a classic Greyhound cocktail. They're to quote 16 time world champion Ric Flair, Tasty Little Devils. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo, bocce ball terms, and much, much more. BDL's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. So how did you get backstage to meet and talk to and hang out with Nuno Betancourt? I was just, I, I had the look. It's kind of a funny story, <laughs> I guess. Go ahead, dude. I, I had the, you know, the long hair going on and, and all the, uh, the, the accessories and the, the fucking spandex. And I just, I walked back there. 
And then after a while, they just recognized me and three, a three-day festival. I could just go in and out. I didn't actually have a pass or nothing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no. I just found a way to, to, to say hi to the security back by the gate right away, get them on my good side, and then just start walking by. Oh, my God. <laughs> So you do have that kind of 80s, and I, I love that as a kid, too, that 80s uh, rock and roll look. Um, when do you th- when, who started that, do you think? Man, Would it be, that goes way back. Because Brett Michaels didn't start that. No. The, the, the initial, like, 80s glam look, like if you want to call it, with the big hair. I would hair. say 80s glam, and I don't take offense to it either, because I'm a huge 80s. I was one of those guys from small town Wisconsin, and when the grunge came through, I was kind of like that. Did, I did not sit good with me. Yeah, no, 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 me either. It did not rock. sit good with me either, to be honest. <laughs> um, and that's totally cool. I hear about it all the time, but like, I really liked my '80s hair bands. Um, done number of pod, number of podcasts on the hair bands. I love them. Cinderella is my particular C- favorite. In my personal opinion, I think Cinderella is the best dressed band ever. Really, they looked so fucking cool with with the long trench coats and the spandex and just the cool hair. And they're real bluesy too. Real bluesy, but also real, real tight band. Oh I my mean, god! Super. Tom Kiefer is one of the most talented musicians ever. He's one of my favorites. He can do anything. And good songwriter. Uh, they're just, just outstanding. Everything outstanding. Uh, wow. So you see, you think they're the best dressed, best dressed hair band? I would think so. Yeah, I really would. Yep. I mean, there's there's quite a few out there that stood out that you know really did it right, but. Yeah, Do you think they, uh, your style is a, more of a hybrid, like Guns N' Roses, where you're not fully Cinderella? Where like the Guns N' Roses were kind of that way, but you're, but they weren't fully hairband in their style. No, because they were more, they're more kind of sleaze rock, you know. Sleaze rock. Yeah, I'd almost, I want to, I'd almost give Guns N' Roses a sleaze rock, sleaze metal thing, because they definitely still fell in the hair metal thing, but their lyrics and the drive of their music was more sleazy, kind of like um. Kind of like L.A. Guns, too. L.A. Guns, Tracy Guns. Tracy Guns. Love Tracy. Dude, I heard the Ballad of Jane the other day. One of the best songs. One of the best hairband ballads ever. Yeah. Uh, they call, Do you know that song, Ballad oh, of Jane? Yeah, I'm very familiar with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love Tracy. Tracy's a great dude, too. You met him? Oh, yeah. Super nice guy. How'd you meet Tracy Guns? Rocklahoma as well. Jesus. Yep. And are these guys, so my claim to fame in that era is that when I was doing my songwriting stuff in Nashville, we got to play for the band Winger at a private publishing company Love party. Winger. And they loved us. They, they listened to us. I became friends with Paul Taylor, the guitar player oh. for Winger. And I have not seen him in years, but I was in contact with him for a number of years. Okay. And he played with uh, Winger and Alice Cooper and all these people. He's in all the videos and whatever. Loved those guys. I found them very genuine and friendly, kind of happy-go-lucky. Did you feel this? They they weren't. They didn't have that real prick. No, no, they're very cool. Uh, Kip has always been down to earth. Uh, Red Beach is just just a normal dude. 
normal dude. That's um, awesome. It could, but an outstanding guitar player. Very, very good. Probably the best tapper to ever live. No kidding. Right, right there with Eddie Van Halen. I don't know. It's, Reb, Reb can tap. <laughs> what would you say an 80s hair band, hidden gem band and album that folks should check out that's maybe not as mainstream as we come to B-Dale? We'll play Motley Crue. They'll play Guns N' Roses. They'll play, maybe play Cinderella. That's even pushing it. What's a band that is a good one to pull out of the box? Check out the Killer Giants. Those guys are phenomenal. Oh, sorry, sorry, not Killer Giants. Killer Dwarfs. The Killer, the Killer Dwarfs, Dwarfs are, are phenomenal. Um, let's see who else that I've been that I've been pulling up once in a while out of the gates. Um, I'm going to throw one in there. Yeah. White Lion. Love White Lion. Vito Brada, most underrated guitar player to ever live. White Lion Pride. Oh, my God. What a great album. I used to cover that sweet little, like, every single song off that is 80s hair rock gold. And Mike yep. Tramp's voice, yep. outstanding. Yep. Just unique. I don't know if he's even from the USA. He just has such a unique singing voice. Yep. And Vito Brada. Vito Brada, unfortunately, I never got to see him play. I think Sucks. he just quit. He did. He did. He he had quite a few reasons why. I watched that shit podcast with him with uh, Eddie Trunk. And, and, and after like 15 years, Vito Brada came out and, and did his first interview, and it was with Eddie Trunk, and uh, he explained everything kind of, said personal reasons why he why he kind of quit music and quit touring and all that and everything. But uh, um, there's been so many rumors, everything from his from carpal tunnel to his wrist doesn't work anymore to mental things, and he just basically said there's a lot of personal reasons why I, I gave it up, but. Um, we're hoping we haven't seen the last of him because Vito could play, man. Oh, white line. One of my favorite just... souls to play every time we do it is uh, is uh, wait. Wait. Yeah. I've never had a chance to love you. Now you I know it. One more time. <laughs> is that the no? Hungry is the kickoff song. Wait, I think is the kickoff song on side B. It might be. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm going way back to the. So you're going back to the cassette. Yes, I was a white line cassette guy. Oh yeah. So here's another guitar question for you. Who is the father of the hairband 80s guitar sound? Is it Eddie Van Halen? Eddie Van Halen is the greatest guitar player to ever live. Is that who Vito Brado learned from? He says he definitely got he definitely got some techniques from him. Um, but Vito Brada is one of a kind. I've never heard anyone play his style. No one. Like you you can group a lot of guitar players together like, like yeah, these are all these guys are all good, but they have somewhat similar styles. Vito Brada was total total just offset. I mean the minute you hear him play, you're like, What in the what the hell is this guy doing? I mean he was so amazing with his string skipping and, and the unique pre bending and, and just uh, it's uh yeah. What blows my mind about him is his fills. Like when oh, Mike yeah. Tramp sings something, he go like in between just switching chords. Yes. He just all does dive bombs. Yeah, he's he was absolutely amazing. What's your thoughts on CC Deville? CC Deville that, that's very, for the if my grandma's listening, that's lead guitar player of poison. Very very average. Um really? he, Yeah, he, he had some <laughs> he had some cool stuff, but can I put him in the same category as Randy Rhodes, Warren Demartini, Nuno Betancourt, Vito Brada? No, not even close. Who's Warren Demartini in? Rat. 
Rats, Rats round and around. Yeah, oh yeah. Warren's another great player and a great guy. Oh, Randy Randy Rhodes might be my other favorite. Randy, Ro Randy Rhodes is the great. Yeah, he's one of my all-time favorite guitar Wouldn't players. Wouldn't you say that? If Crazy not number Train one, is genius. Oh, everything he did was genius. Classically trained, you name it: blues, jazz, metal. Randy Rhodes was the future, and unfortunately, he got taken down way too early. I was watching some Ozzy the other day because I was. He's got, he's this whatever, during the, I'm sure you have that tribute to Randy Rhodes live record. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite Ozzy record of oh. all time, when they start with that oh, yeah. Conan the Barbarian music, and he comes in with I Don't Know. Um, that's It's basically a three-piece band. Yeah. And then Ozzy just singing and putting himself over to the audience. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. How yeah. did Randy die? Was it like a plane crash? Plane crash. And he was like a kid, like mid-20s, late-20s? Uh, 20, either 25 or 26 I should know this. He died in 82. 82. Do you think he would have stuck with Ozzy or done something else? That's a really good question. The, the, I think the sky was the limit for him. Like I said, he was already classically trained, and he was starting to do some classical stuff when he was with Oz. And uh, I think he would have stuck with Oz a long time, but I think he would have done things on the side of it as well. I think Maybe so even been a scholar and, and, and taught, you know. Wow. Taught classical stuff because he was, he was a genius. Straight up genius. What do you think of Zach Wild? I love Zach Wild. He's got a very unique style too. There's no one that can touch his pinch harmonics. He he is a pinch harmonic king. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, he's a badass too. He's man. a badass. He I've got a Zach Wild guitar. I've got his custom bullseye, the Holy Grail. The the it, white and yeah, black? Yep. Are you joking? No. Like the No More Tears, the Zach Wild yeah, guitar? Yeah, the, the, the one that he started playing on uh, No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah. And I say that's a very underrated Ozzy record. That's one of my that's favorite That's one of my favorite records. albums of all time. One of my favorite records. Yep. And uh, uh, Devil's Daughter. Oh, God, yeah. Tattoo uh, Dancer. Tattoo Dancer. And what's the first track off there is... Uh, Bloodbath in Paradise. Bloodbath The one about Charles Manson, Bloodbath mm -hmm. in Paradise. Love that tune. Uh, Devil's Daughter. And then, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm missing one. Um, the first Demon one. Alcohol. Demon Alcohol. Demon Alcohol. I'll get you. But it's even such a cool album cover. Just so creepy right there. Oh, you know? yeah. It's like those weird kids he, behind And he's him. on a throne. Oh, Miracle Man. Miracle Man. I, th I thought Miracle Man's number three. You might. It might be number three. I, I think Bloodbath Paradise right. is number one. Wow. And Miracle Man. It's Got busted. Yeah. Miracle Man. The introduction to the talk box, at least in the 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. Underrated record. Oh, my Outstanding. God. Outstanding. Ask about one more guitar player before we, we take a break on this episode. I heard you play at Dallas House, freaking Cemetery Gates. Yeah. Dimebag. What do you think of Dimebag? I love Dimebag. He's my nephew all, wants he, to get a hamburger. Uh, he wants to get uh, uh, the uh, Washburn Dimebag. Dime. Or the uh, Dean from Hell. The Dean from Hell. Sorry. Are those yeah, good guitars? Washburn. Dean, yeah. They are, actually. If is you get a good one, if you, if, you, if you get a good one, the, the problem is with those deans, they make so many cheap ones that make them affordable for people. But if you get a good one, like an American made, made by Washburn, deans made by Washburn, um, you get a really good guitar. For us as like metalheads, the 80s and 90s, yeah. that was traumatic when he got shot. Dude. Oh, never forget it. Yep. I was working in the mortgage industry at that time, and uh, my brother was working with me too. He's a musician, by the way, too, a bass player. 
and singer. And uh, um, we got the news that that happened. And he and one other guy, Kurt, who was a huge musician as well, all went in this back room, looked at each other, looked at the screen, whatever, and like, are you effing kidding me? And we just started bawling. Oh. Yep. I remember I visited my aunt in Arlington, Texas, and it was George Strait and Pantera because that's where they were from. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. His brother, uh, Vinny. Vinny Paul. Vinny Paul yep. and Dimebag. They were from freaking Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Yep. But, oh, my gosh, those first few Pantera records, just unbelievable. Then he got they got a little goofy. For, for me, like, I kind of bailed after... Well, after Great Southern Trend Kill, I kind of, I kind of when they went when they went to that that full uh, that full metal one, um, the, the one with the, uh, I mean, you're gonna have to edit this. Far Beyond Driven. No, Far Beyond Driven was amazing. That's um, slaughtered and stuff. The, there, the, the one w- where they went with like the the steel grate look. Yeah. Um, concrete sled. No, not. I don't know what that. the what, hell what that was, was called. Great. No, you just said Great Southern Trend Kill already. Um, I wouldn't even have any idea because I was done by then. Yeah. Just got too, I wish they would have just done another. Cowboys from Hell, Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display Vulgar. of Power, and Far Beyond Driven was amazing too. All three of those albums were absolutely amazing. They did a killer version of Planet Caravan oh, by Black so Sabbath on it. I saw and just Pantera and White Zombie play at the Target Center when I was young, when I was a kid. Yep. And Phil screamed. Phil Anselmo, from my grandma, the singer of Pantera, uh, was just screaming all night long, and he just actually died from some kind of drug overdose. And he came back, and he played the show in the cities, and it was White Zombie and Pantera, and all kind of artsy kids were there for White Zombie. I'm pretty and sure all, I was there. And all the jocks and were there yeah. for Pantera. He sang all night long at the very end, sat in the edge of the stage, and did Planet Caravan. I was there. Was that 94? Yeah, I was, I was still in high school. I was there. God, yeah. that was awesome, man. Boy, that was a great show. Hell yeah, man. 